0: Hey guys, this is the Roundtable episode 102. I am Jenny Walker, the social media ministry leader here at Life Church. And this is Mike Hill. He is our lead pastor. And sitting in between us is the one and only Ricardo Molinax. Did I say that right? Yes, ma'am. Because I didn't on the group text. <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking it was Mola Max. Oh. So Curran texted me and then I sent out another text. Wow. I just
1: have him in my phone as Ricardo CrossFit.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm not with CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not, <laughs> but, it, but yeah, I mean, I just, people... I don't know how else should I just put Ricardo, gym guy? Sure. Doesn't sure, it is Spartan
0: cool. and that kind of stuff seems like CrossFit though. It does. It always it's does. It's all related. I mean, yeah. you're talking
2: about functional fitness rather mm-hmm. than, you know, bodybuilding or something like that. It's yeah. all trying to move your body. So yeah, it's all related.
1: CrossFit. I, well, I'll, I'll never remember you your first name or your last name so i have to put it in there like with what you do that's cool so i just maybe in the beginning when i put it in there i did think you did crossfit yeah probably did now i'll just put it in there as ricardo the gym man all
0: right
1: (laughs) the the gym guy with good hair how about ricardo spartan
0: (laughs) spartan ricardo spartan
1: ricardo spartan yeah yeah there you go to be perfect yeah because with the name ricardo anyway you're super cool
0: yeah. Well, thank you.
1: Right. Like, if you yeah, you don't hear it,
0: you, like, hear it very often.
2: I don't even no. hear it ever. No. It's actually a nickname. So my given name is Richard. And um, what? Yes. What? Yeah. How do
0: you get Richard or Ricardo from Richard?
2: You moved to Central America.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so they. What?
2: It's it's really easy after that.
0: <laughs> you know. So. When did that happen?
2: Um. That was two thousand and nine. Okay. Central America. Yeah. And so, I spent a year in Costa Rica, and then uh, maybe about like five more in um, El Salvador.
0: So pre-Easter or wherever the heck you were that country.
2: Pre-Easter and pre-Easter, <laughs> El, El Salvador.
0: <laughs> Pre-El Salvador, there you, you were Richard, and then when you came yeah. out, people and actually spec- called America- you Richard.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? They didn't call you like Rick? No. They call you Dick.
0: Yes, no. that's what I was thinking.
1: No. 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 No.
0: Is that is it Richard, Richard. or is it? What's the other one for that? Dick. Never mind.
2: No, that's the only one.
0: No, because remember, I thought it was something else, like, in another episode. Yes, I were... can't remember what the word was or the name.
2: Yeah, either
1: way. Probably so, Jerry. really, it's always been Richard.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, when I got into high school, my um, I decided I was going to play football in high school, right? Yeah. And so, I go just start lifting weights after school, like you do. Mm-hmm. And I'm lifting, and the, the coach is, like, uh, just right there on the spot, renames me Rich. Rich. Yeah. And so through then, you know, everybody else through high school would call me Rich. Uh I, I never once called myself that, but that's what everybody <laughs>
0: did. <laughs> All
2: through high school. And so then I went with Richard. And then, um, you know, like I said, when I went to uh, Central America, I picked up Ricardo. And then when I was teaching, my other nickname was uh, X because.
0: <laughs> X. Yeah. The
2: place where I taught the tradition was to call the teacher by the first letter of their last name. So I should have been Mr. M, but that was already taken. So they took the last letter of Mullinax, oh. which is an X, right? And so they call me Mr. X or
1: just X. Yeah. <laughs> you I'm kind just, of look like a Ricardo X. A
2: Ricardo, Ricardo X. X.
0: Yeah, that sounds combining. intense. Yeah. There
1: you go. Like, I'm
0: just fascinated that you went to a country as Richard and, or Rich <laughs> and then left as Ricardo.
2: Yeah. That would be like were me going, i have been like 35,
1: 35. When the first time you went to Central America? Uh-huh.
0: That See, was... like, that's a long time living. That's like me and a couple of years going to Central America and coming out Madison or something. <laughs> Madison. You
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've what? always
0: wanted to be called that. What? I mean, that is just as different <laughs> yeah. as Richard and Ricardo is. No, it's, yeah, not... <laughs> it's, it's like a lot different. Yes, it is. Okay. That is a different name, Ricardo and Richard. Okay, Madison and Jenny. It's the same. Might
1: be a little bit of a stretch.
0: Mm. Whatever.
1: Yeah, anyway. Okay, Ricardo, Mr. Yeah. X, Ricardo X. Yeah. Tell us about you. What do you want to know? <laughs> Everything. Anything. Tell us about what's going on. Well, I got a question that I didn't yeah. ask in the text message. Maybe I'm not allowed to say this. We're allowed to talk about your what happened yesterday morning. Was that like a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. So did he have his whole hip replaced?
2: No. So my oldest son, Alton you're talking about, uh, had uh, he had a, a piece of his bone, you know, the ball on the on the hip.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes. Uh, There's kind of like a little bump on it. And oh, wow. Of, on the bone, right? And so that was sticking out, and it tore the labrum in mm-hmm. the hip. And uh, it had been that way long enough that it also wore a hole in the cartridge. So they went in... What is it? Laparoscopically, mm-hmm. and they repaired the labrum, and they found that little hole in the cartilage, and so they did a bunch of little drilling.
0: Ooh. We call
2: it micro drilling, yeah. so that hopefully so it'll regrow the cartilage. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's
0: yeah. a intense surgery.
2: Yeah, and and my son is, uh, I mean, he is a very tough young man. He does not whine. He's he not complain. And um, as a matter of fact, when he b- blew out his ACL, oh wow um he was at a wrestling match in virginia and um he blew it out like when the when the physician's assistant looked at it he mm-hmm. said it was shredded. Ew. There was nothing left of it, right? And he wrestled later that day because his team needed him.
0: Oh wow. In
2: order to win and he wrestled and won the match, right? So this, he's a person who's mentally tough, yeah. right? And so yesterday to see him in the amount of pain he was, I knew that it was bad it was intense yeah. right but
1: and that's a i mean a decent amount of recovery time
2: yeah they said for him to get back to wrestling
1: will be six to nine months yeah, yeah. that's a lot yeah yeah so. because it has to try to regrow all that cartilage and right yeah yeah but anyway no just what's going on in life what do you like what do you do and what's happening now
2: uh so i'm father of four that's probably the most important thing about me i i love being a dad um, my oldest is uh, and just finished his sophomore year at Aurora University. Mm. Uh, he wrestles there. Uh, the next one down, Felice, is very active here in the kids ministry and um, with the thing they do on Wednesday nights.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And she's a track star. Yeah. she Yeah, she does very well at track and cross country. She's And really she wrestles, good. but nobody oh, knows does? that about her. Yeah, she actually went to state this year in girls wrestling. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: They have a girls wrestling team at Columbia City. Mm-hmm.
1: You want to be the coach?
0: No, <laughs> not a good wrestler. You're not. No. Okay,
1: but give her a shank.
0: That's true. I know how to make them. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> the give people her weren't a on. Shank. Yeah, because of the jail thing. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I'm like... we weren't recording when we were talking about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just can't. I can't imagine you. Can't you, you, it. you wouldn't use a shank.
0: Back in the day, probably. No. Yeah. You don't know the old Jenny. You don't know the Jenny that was.
1: Shanking just... people.
0: I mean, I've never shanked somebody, but if I had to, I would have. You would have. Absolutely. You'd like protect your territory. I have some stories about stuff like about that. About yes. shanking people? Not necessarily shanking, but like. Like, did you
1: get together in a group and pick <laughs> out somebody to shank in the jail?
0: No. Wasn't that deep. Okay. Not in Huntington County.
1: Okay. No, I'm just wondering. I can't ever see you.
0: I can't see you hitting somebody. Well, that's a very nice compliment. No.
1: Anyway,
2: sorry. Welcome to the roundtable podcast,
0: <laughs> brought yes. to you by
2: the makers of Riddlin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh. Okay. Now, what were we talking about? Yeah. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> Squirrel. I no, do. we
0: are talking about your kids. Please. Yeah. yeah. You're a track star. So, Felice, yeah. Yeah. I I track us back star. on we track
1: well. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Jenny.
0: That never happens. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't.
1: Being a track star,
0: and yeah. a wrestler. And yes. a wrestler.
2: Yeah. And uh, then my next one is a freshman. His name's Arrow, like bow and arrow. Um, he, he's a math whiz and he love, he wrestles and uh, he does football.
1: I wish I could have a cool name like that. I
0: know. I was thinking, like, all of your kids have different names. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, they,
1: that's normal. You don't name your kids all the same.
0: Thing. <laughs> well, I know that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, like, those are, like, unusual <laughs> names. You know what I mean? Like, they are not uh, heard very often.
1: Like,
2: Felice,
0: is it? I don't think so. What's your oldest son's name?
2: Alton, A-L-T-O-N. Yeah, and
0: that's unusual. That one is. How did you come up with them?
2: So for me, naming, you know, the name was important. You know, I mean, you look at the the scriptures, talk a lot about what's in a name, Mm -hmm. you know, and even... Abram getting renamed, Saul getting renamed. You know, there's a lot to be said for a name. So You got
0: renamed like Saul and Paul.
2: I did. That's what
0: happened. That's what happened. That's what happened when Richard I'll, and Ricardo, that yeah, was why. That's it. The old Richard, you want to meet him, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Probably true. Uh, but yeah, you know, Alton. So my, my grandfather was Alton Richard. Okay. My dad is Alton Wyatt. My brother's Alton David. And so... He's Alton Wayne, named after both of his grandfathers. Okay. Uh Felice, actually we were out in Montana, living in Montana and some people from a church in Chicago where mm-hmm. we had been a part of came out to visit us to do a mission trip to Montana. Uh cuz actually scariest place in the world for someone from the inner city of Chicago is Montana. I mean it just freaks you out. Really? Man. So it was it, they did a big mission trip and they came out and we had them staying at Houses of different people, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and um, uh, three of them stayed way up, you know, like 30 miles up by the Canadian border on a farm. And they, the family loaned them a car to come into town. And um, on the first morning, they wiped out on the gravel and it killed a 17 year old young man named Felice Felix Morales.
0: Oh, wow.
2: And, um, uh, Felice was born just uh, 12 days later, and we named her after Felix.
0: Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Judas. Yeah, that's a—
1: On a mission trip, driving back to town, and they wiped out on a gravel road.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it was very meaningful that he was—even though he was scared to come there, and it was very intimidating, he still surrendered to that call. Mm -hmm. You know, we thought that was a really great heritage— to have in her life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so then uh Arrow, um we so we got my wife got a what's well, she now, my former wife, she got an elk tag the year she was pregnant with Arrow. Mm-hmm. And uh you apply for them all the way back in like February you know, spring time frame. So we didn't know she was pregnant when we applied for it. She gets this. Very hard to draw either sex elk tag for the Sweetgrass Hills. So long comes October, November, we're dragging her very pregnant self all over the Sweetgrass Hills, <laughs> trying to get this elk. And one guy who would let us kind of drive back and hunt on his lamb was Errol E R R O L, like
1: mm. Errol
2: Flynn. But you know, when you say it, Errol, Errol, you know, it sounds yeah. kind of like arrow. And uh, you know, you're you're archery hunter. I know mm-hmm. you talked about hunting, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, a well placed arrow is one of the most efficient killing things, you know. Mm-hmm. And we just thought about, you know, instead of naming him maybe for his heritage but for his future, mm. just having an impact for the kingdom. Uh and then the last one Raquel, she was born in El Salvador and my oh, wife She was? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So my then wife's uh sister is Rachel and the Spanish form of that is Raquel. Okay. Yeah, so she being born in El Salvador, you know, she got the Spanish form of the name. That
1: is. So I would neat. love to know how many people put that much thought into naming their kids. I know. Nick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Huh? Mike.
1: Did I you didn't put in any thought. <laughs> Sherry's like while well, giving it Brady is from there's some guy on Days of Our Lives. <laughs> it's
0: Bo and she Brady. Likes that.
1: That's where he came from. And I actually don't I know where the rest of them are. I have you know Sherry just said Brady, Lexi, Isaac. Yeah, Worse. That's good to me. Yeah. I mean, I would, gosh, I need to become a deep, thoughtful guy hey, like that.
0: Uh, my dogs are named after like that. Okay, we'll go really? through the story. Are they as impactful as that? I mean, not really. Okay, well, they're not. Well, we'll named, give us your story, but then. But I do think, okay, of give names. us the story. So, Grayson, he was, so Grace was, it's multiple meanings. At first, I wanted to name my dog just Grace, Gracie, you know what I mean? But then he liked me better than the girl dogs did, so I got him, and then I was thinking, how can I make his name Grace? Because I wanted Grace in there, A, because of God's grace and everything like I've been through in my life. And then also, when I got sober this last time, it was, I started my recovery at a home named Grace, Mm. Grace House, and then I ended it before, like as the time I was coming here to Life Church was place of grace. Mm. So I needed, like I wanted a, him to be a reminder of everything I couldn't have when I was using because I couldn't even take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So, grace, son. And then that's, oh, that's Jesus, funny. the son, so grace, son. And that's how it's spelled. Right on. And then Roman, I like the book of Roman, Paul. You like
1: the book of Romans?
0: So yeah, I love the book of Romans. And then Paul, so Roman, Paul.
1: Yeah, wow. I, I'm super impressed. I thought you were going to come up with nothing, but that was actually super impressive. Yes. I
0: know. I, I'm a super See, deep thinker. See, you're a deep thinker. I am a very deep thinker. So when
1: you name your first kid, like you're going to be thinking through that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a
2: lot to, to, you know, the heritage and what we call somebody. You know, I didn't, you know, all growing up, you know, we would call people stupid nicknames and everything. <laughs> and, but, you know, the more... I, I learned the scriptures and what it has to say about the power of your words. You know, even the name you put on somebody.
1: Mm-hmm. So you stop know? calling people stupid nicknames. <laughs>
2: I, look, I'm not telling anybody else how to no, live. No, I want
1: you to tell. Listen, this is what you're on here for. Tell yeah, everybody how it. to live. So there was a guy
2: out in Montana to talk about your point. Everybody knew him as Bum. That's what his dad Bum. called him. Bum. Bum. Okay. And I, I just, I couldn't do it. I called him by his first name. I think I'm the only person in town that did. What's his name? Rory who? Rory. 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 Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And his best friend was like, I can't even, like, how can you,
1: I can't even imagine him. He's not Rory. He's bum. <laughs> you know
2: I, mean? I just couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. And so again, like get the, like the deepness in that for you is what, so when you say, like I read the scripture and the importance of words and a name.
2: Like, um, yeah. I mean, what the, the, the scripture tells us the power of life and death is in the tongue,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Like, don't speak that on yourself kind of a thing or speak that over them. Well,
2: there is. I, so that can get into something a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. I can, in general, agree with the concept, but that can go off into some really weird places yeah. that I don't follow. But, I mean, the what does the scripture even talk about? The master, the word became flesh.
0: hmm
2: Right. There's just a lot of power if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Our words have power. Mm-hmm you know again i'm not i don't get off into the name it and claim it you know i'm not i'm not going weird places with it but neither am i going to dismiss everything we're told you know i mean god renamed like we said abram and uh saul for He even renamed peter Mm -hmm. you know i think there's a significance in in how we speak to one another
0: I'm
1: going to figure out if I can get a new name.
0: <laughs> Wait, two questions. So, Richard is that Ricardo in Spanish? Yeah, that makes more sense, guys. Why didn't you just tell me that? <laughs> come on, guys. I didn't Who know guys? that. Who are you talking when to? When you said that, come on, about, guys. Like Rachel, and then you know okay. Raquel. That's yeah. when the thought came. Okay, second question. Well, see, everybody question.
1: in this room knew that that's how he got Ricardo.
0: Okay, well I didn't. That's, <laughs> that's why, why when I was you saying... said Jenny and Madison, well that's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, now I, uh, I can see how you thought that I was pretty dumb for saying that. But no, I never thought I you were dumb. Understand. I just, yeah. But no. Second thing. What did Rory think when you didn't call him bum? Like, did he appreciate it or did he like have any thought on it?
2: I don't. He never. Uh, he didn't correct me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. He didn't correct me. But neither did he say, "Oh, thanks for
1: doing that." Yeah. Right. So. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, what else other than your kids? Anything else going on? Yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, right now, you know, I I run a a fitness place, and uh, it's a different type of fitness. It's functional fitness, so we don't have, you know, barbells. Or, you know, CrossFit is very different because you got barbells and you're lifting these big heavy weights and Mm -hmm. doing those Olympic lifts. And ours is functional fitness, you know. It's about working your body in ways that – are gonna make it work together and do things you're gonna do out, outside. So, you know, of course we do strength, but core balance, uh, you know, those kind of, mm-hmm. working it all together in functional ways and uh, really helping people in significant ways. So I, you know, I was in vocational ministry and um, I I'm not sure I can go back. Actually, because I get Just people- pastors that... are stupid? <laughs> no, because I get opportunities I didn't as a pastor. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And, uh, you know, people come in and, you know, our health is very often related to whatever else is going on in
0: yeah. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Right? I mean, if we get our bodies out of sorts, our emotions go with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So many people are coming in dealing with- anxiety and depression and as i start to find out okay why do you want to get in shape why are you here you know how can i help you and sometimes those stories will come out and, and even deeper you know into how it's affecting their marriage and hmm. you know different things and, and uh, it's really great because they have no idea who they're talking to mm-hmm. you know that here's this here's this pastor and everything and i get to pray with people and you know um there's actually a guy that's getting baptized here on the, is it 21st, right? Yep. Who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he he was going to the gym and we were doing a gym event and I rode with him and we were riding back from that. And he said something about, it's just not what I believe. And I said, well, what do you believe? And he started talking about God. And he said, you know, I've always believed in God, but I'm not into organized religion. And, um you know, I just, but, you know, If there were guys that were willing to get together and study the Bible, I'd I'd be willing to do that. I'd get into the Bible. I'm just not into church or any organized religion. And I said, well, I'd do that with you." You know, so we started doing that. And uh, after a little while, he came to church here. And, uh, you know, now he's in a position where he wants to get baptized. Wow.
0: That's awesome. That is.
1: And it started through your gym experience.
2: Yeah, that was the only way I knew him. He was a client at the gym.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I get to, cause you know, when I was a pastor, you know, if, if there are people who just didn't want to talk to you because you're a pastor mm-hmm. and and for whatever reason, I mean, you've had this all the time. I'm sure what their experience in life with a pastor was just not something they want to repeat. Right. You know, well, they're still talking to someone who, I mean, pastor's just a shepherd, right? They're still talking to someone who's Right. You got a shepherd's heart. They just
1: don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. You right. know, so I love it. Yeah. You know. So how, so talk about, how did you end up in ministry? So is this something you've always wanted? Because now you're in gym, right? And you're talking about that. But in there, you're kind of yeah. like, oh, God, just a pastor for a while. I mean, <laughs> I that, know. Was a, I mean yeah. that was a decently, I mean, that was a pretty significant part of your journey in your life. But how'd you end up in there? Like, is that something you always wanted? You grew up as a kid and be like, no, 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 no. Parents (laughs) were pastors.
2: My dad was for a while and I hated it. Hated it. Yeah. And didn't want anything to do with hypocrites. So, you know, by the time I was a teenager, I I knew I couldn't live up to it. And so I wasn't going to be a hypocrite. So I just, I walked away. I didn't fall away. I walked, you know. Uh,
1: And you're a few from around here.
2: I graduated high school in Fort Wayne. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Wayne High School. Yep. So, you know, uh, eventually uh, experienced Christ as a Savior in a a life-changing way and um, started, you know, it was right about the time I got married, actually, and um, just started that, you know, to get discipled and get in a men's group and growing, and it— uh, when I was a kid, you know, growing up in church, every time the missionaries would come, I thought, oh, man, that's cool. I mm-hmm. mean, it just intrigued me, yeah. you know. And uh, I would be the pesky little kid going up talking to him afterwards, <laughs> like, you know, what kind of money is this, you know, <laughs> whatever. And um, so when I came to Christ, experienced him as, you know, like 22, 23, then that flame just kind of came back to life you know Mm. you want to do missions and i was a part of a christian missionary alliance church westview alliance in fort wayne and uh, in the alliance system they have you like to be a missionary with them was a very at least at the time it was a very specific path like you go to seminary Mm. and you get trained as a pastor so that then after You've been trained and gone through that. Now they can kind of send you overseas with more experience and more confidence and everything. Huh. So I didn't want to be a pastor at all, 0%. <laughs> right. But that was what I did want to do was become a missionary. And so I I went through that, and uh, it was just one of those things where, you know, God shaped me and molded me.
1: And how old were you when you did this? Which part? You the When you decided you were going to be a missionary and go to seminary, and mm-hmm. oh man, like
2: when we were making that decision, I was probably like 23. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, 24 or something like that. So you
0: Junior. were married earlier, like younger?
2: Yeah, I got married at 22.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. That's what young. was your, I think so. Mm. What was your it is now. life? Yeah, now it is. Yeah. Your life changing moment, like that, your transformation with, like when you got back with God, what was that?
2: So I was, uh, it's a kind of a part A and part B, like one thing led to the other. So I was, we were, I was getting in the church. There's like, I don't know how many hundred people in the sanctuary, Mm -hmm. right. We're about to go up front and I'm in the pastor's office with my dad and the pastor. Cause my dad being ordained and and a former pastor, he was going to have part in the ceremony. So I'm in the pastor's office. We're about to go out there and they say, let's have a time of prayer. And uh, I've had several really unique spiritual experiences spread throughout my life. Yeah. I'm not, I, don't, I don't have these every year or even every couple of years, but there's been some sprinkled. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those really unique experiences where they're praying, and I don't remember exactly what they were praying, but I just, rem- it was like the sensation of a door shutting behind me. Like I just knew I had to start figuring things out. I'm about to be the man of a house. I got to, like, I got to figure something out. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started, like, getting in a men's group and trying to actually go to church once in a while and, you know, started trying to, you know, fumble my way into it in some kind of way. I was at least trying. Right. And uh, and they were going to this uh, Promise Keepers rally in Washington, D.C. And my dad said, hey, you know, you want to go to that? I'll, You know, I'll help you out. Pay for it. And so I went. And uh tony evans if you know him preacher mm-hmm. out of dallas uh he was preaching and his text for the day was rocky five i don't remember if he used any actual scripture but he talked about the movie rocky five <laughs> <laughs> and he said you know and i guess i've never even seen the movie but i guess is rocky that
1: the ivan drago one
2: that's right so here i'll tell you what i know about the movie so okay. he gets he gets beat that he's got this uh tommy gunn guy that he trains to fight and they have a falling out, and so they're out in the alley, I guess, fighting. And Tommy Gunn's beating up Rocky real bad, and Rocky's down, laying in the uh, alley, bleeding. And he has a vision of his former trainer, and he's saying, get up. Mickey. Get right. up. Wasn't
1: it Mickey's former trainer? I don't, know. Trainer? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I've never <laughs> seen that either.
2: So, but, you know, it just it just pierced my heart because it was saying, Jesus is calling to some of you today that are down, and you think you can't get up. And he's saying, get up. Mm. Get
0: up,
1: you bum, because I love you. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's hilarious that that's what you remember. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen the Rocky movie, but yeah. yeah, yeah, wow. And so that was the kind of a transformational moment, and then that was a moment. From there, it just like the spark continued.
2: Yeah, when I was there, they were talking about fasting and prayer, and uh, I was, you know, and they challenged us to go back home and. You remember, did you ever go to the Promise I Keeper stuff? I had not stuff? been to one. Uh, so, you know, they, they were really challenging men to rise up, you know, and yeah. they were challenging men, go home. I want you to get grounded in fasting and prayer. And I went back to my pastor, like, what does not eating have to do with God? <laughs> this is crazy, right. you yeah. know. And, but I also came home to a friend of mine was in the hospital. She was giving birth to twins, and she was preeclamptic, and she, she was dying.
0: Wow.
2: And, you know come right back home from that experience and start praying for her. And uh, God miraculously turned it around. Mm -hmm. And the doctor said, we can't explain why you're here, you Mm -hmm. know. And I just got grounded and just started. I was real hungry physically (laughs) and spiritually, you know. And so that's where I started, you know, really growing.
1: And that's what led into, so both of you, you and your wife, were both excited about being missionaries? Yeah. Or was it just you? No, we both were... Because um, that's even unusual. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Did you pick somebody that was also excited about the same
2: thing? And, and we met when neither one of us were following
0: oh, Christ wow.
2: at all. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it was quite a unique adventure. Yeah.
1: So can you give us some highlights, some challenges that you had, you know, some good things, some bad things while you were in the... Missionary journey, some good things. And oh some...
2: man, I, I could tell you stories for days. I mean, there's just, I felt like there were times I actually felt like I am on the set of a movie. Really? I mean, the things that I lived through, I lived five lifetimes in five years. I mean, it was just so I mean, the highs and the lows, right? It right. was both. And uh, you know, I got to work. Uh, with uh, this program that was rehabilitated. Because in El Salvador, the gang problem was out of control, you know. In in 2007, when there was kind of a civil war in Iraq, Mm -hmm. you remember? And they were, you know, like there was Al-Qaeda. and You know, there was all this mix going on. And uh, it was the second most dangerous country in the world. El Salvador was number one.
1: Wow. Crazy.
2: Yeah. And, and it has been, you know, the murder capital at different times and uh, everything like that. But we got to work with uh, people in gangs, coming out of gangs, coming out of prison system. Uh, there was a time, man, I could I could pick so many stories. There was Come on, one, pick one. You know, I'm was, dying to hear one. <laughs> okay, so we were in this shoe factory. This was, we were giving them jobs, giving them training. You know, it was this really neat thing that got uh, even funded by the European Union, and they put me in charge, which is crazy, because my experience in manufacturing was like, I toured GM in high school, and I watched a documentary on Henry Ford. <laughs> That's it, right? you know, and here I am in charge of this factory, and you know, I remember the engineers coming to me and explaining, so what do you think we should do, you know? And, you know, I'm like, mm.
0: Yeah, Henry Ford didn't <laughs> talk about this in a, documentary. Why, why don't you tell me what you think, and I'll yeah. tell you if I think it's a good idea, because I already know. Yeah. But
2: I just want to see if you're not, you know, I mean, it's craziness. But we're in the middle of this, and we had this incident, we're on lunch break. A guy stole another guy's wallet. Oh, no. And we had it on film and he was denying it. And the the youngster, the young guy that stole the guy's wallet, the guy whose wallet was stolen was, had been there a while. He'd been in the program a long time. He was deep, he was rude, everybody knew him. And, uh, you know, we caught him on, caught the youngster on film. and we're telling him like, look, you got to get back the wallet. And he's like, no, I'm like, well then you can't work here, but I got to work here. I got to take care of my baby. I got nothing else. Nobody. We're like, then you got to get back the wallet. You know, what'll happen to me. If I get back this wallet, I was in, I know what they do. You know, he's going to get popped, Right. And uh we're like, okay, but you, you got to choose. Mm-hmm. You either got to give this wallet back. So, uh, eventually, he caves, and he takes me for a walk to where he ditched the wallet. And we're walking out and through this, and I'm like, oops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like he's taking you
2: somewhere. He's taking me somewhere. I'm yeah. like, "Oh, okay. All Wait, right. why? To pop him. Yeah. Oh, he was? No, no, no. <laughs> that's right. what oh, he was thinking. I'm in oh, a position like, i oh, got you. Like, got I'm you. Alone. Nobody yes. knows where I'm at. Yeah. This guy's not happy with me right now. This is not a great... <laughs> scenario you know so anyway we get the wallet we go back my right-hand man down there the guy that planted church with his name is Nestor he he's got his own story he grew up in the U.S. but was deported back there after gang life and everything and uh so Nestor was my right-hand man so it's me and Nestor and Nestor has his own story like I know what he was saved from it's pretty amazing right he came to Christ he first experienced God in a 500 man prison riot in San Quentin. Wow, right? And so I got me and Nestor, and I got the the kid with the stolen wallet to return, and I got the guy whose wallet was stolen, right? And uh, the the young guy just starts in his little you know routine about. Oh, man, you know, and I'm so sorry. And, you know, like he's almost like essentially he's begging for his life. right? Mm -hmm. He's really trying to get this guy to have pity on. And the the guy whose wallet was stolen said, listen, Christ has forgiven me for everything I've done. And so I'm going to forgive you. Hmm. And then him and Nestor start witnessing to the youngster and explaining Christ to him, and I'm just sitting back, you know, the missionary, you know, the guy with the seminary degree. Yeah. I'm just sitting back watching this, and I'm like, man, I bet I'm the only dude in this little circle that ain't never killed nobody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the people that have been killing
1: each other are witnessing witnessing the
2: grace of God, and they know it for real. Right. And they're witnessing it to this guy. It was just a beautiful moment. Wow. And then the guy whose wallet was stolen. So we would, every day at the end of the day, we would get up and we would sing a couple of songs, right, as we dismissed for work. And so we get everybody together in the room. We go to sing. And the guy whose wallet was stolen stood up in front of everybody and said, everybody knows what happens today. And nobody's going to take revenge. I've forgiven this.
1: And it's over.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: Yeah. Because he was worried that somebody else was going to. Yeah. Cause that's Mm -hmm. like the culture. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So
2: I mean, so many stories. Yeah. So many good things. Yeah. That's, that's
1: awesome. Yeah. I love hearing stories like that. Like again, life changing, life altering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People that were, yeah. What was your greatest challenge being in ministry? Oh boy. Um,
2: counting the cost Hmm. yeah you know the master said the one who who puts his hand to the plow and looks over his shoulder he's not worried looks back right he's not Mm -hmm. worthy of me because you're not going to plow straight rows if you're looking back like this right and you know I, i look back you know i see whatever on facebook and people are together with family you know and um Whatever, making a living, maybe materially better off and comfortable, and just, you know, oh man, my my kids don't get this opportunity that mm. I kept looking back, mm. you know. And so that was my greatest challenge to not really treasure Christ as as worth it, mm. you know, get my eyes off on whatever. Yeah, you yeah. know,
1: yeah. So we're at thirty minutes. 35 wow. minutes so we'll get into questions but i don't know if i you can speak fluent spanish right claro que sí. yeah so <laughs> i mean for our spanish listeners out there yeah why, uh-huh. why don't you give them something
0: oh yeah in well, spanish? we won't even know what he's saying huh We won't even know what he's no, saying you'll have
1: to like caption it that form of video <laughs> at some point well, what is he yeah want to i don't you? know i'm just thinking like
0: give him words of wisdom
1: Give our audience words of wisdom. Ser un
2: gran, in- yeah. I heard grande, good. I heard. Wait, what else? Why did don't I? you just say what you
0: said? Uh, yeah.
1: Just sum it up.
2: I say, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't know you. It'd be a pleasure to know you. I love to speak. Spanish, and I would love. I, I I lack the practice, so I'd love to. Yeah, speak you to go. you in mm-hmm. Practice, so okay. Like to get to know you, basically. <laughs> questions. Okay, questions.
0: Question time. Here we go. All right, number is one. Is this rapid fire? Ra- rapid fire. <laughs> uh, rapid fire. <laughs> Can you do rapid fire? <laughs> Can you? That's the question. No rapid fire. All right, here we go. From Keeley Oswald. Greatest joy when serving in Life Kids question mark. So what is your greatest joy? When serving in life,
1: kids surviving,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: man. So,
2: you know, in the words of Arrow, Huntington kids are built different,
0: uh, <laughs> uh, like, how, like,
2: some of them's wild, yeah, you know? <laughs> and uh you know so there's been some that it feels lot like, like there was one kid in particular right around Easter time like between Good Friday and Easter Sunday I was having to constantly like discipline him in you know and we had paint and uh you know I'm like no dude you know we gotta take and I had to just take him over and he was hitting people and mm. I'd have you know and it was a lot it was a lot of just behavior 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 yeah. I'm all over him about behavior you know and uh I don't I can't remember now if it was that, you know, if it was, I think that was Palm Sunday and then Good Friday and Easter Sunday. He just came over during the story time, or maybe it was a week later, but he just comes over in the story time and he sits beside me and lays his head on me and puts his hand on me. and Then he crawls up on my lap and
0: sits with me, you know,
2: so that's a, that's a great joy. Yeah, Yeah. That's awesome. That
0: is. Especially after being, like, disciplined. Yeah, but that's what every kid wants. That's it it Discipline,
1: true. consistency, and love. That's yeah. true. Yeah.
0: All right, Tammy Drum. Oh, boy. What is the hardest athletic thing that you have ever done?
1: hmm Climb Mount Everest. Ooh. That'd be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> but I'm scared of heights. Uh, Are you? Yeah. Really?
0: Real.
2: Yeah. Um... Probably the Chicago Marathon. I, did I didn't that. know
0: you did the Chicago Marathon.
2: Yeah, a long time ago.
0: Really?
1: Yeah.
0: That is mm-hmm.
1: hard. The yeah. Chicago's harder than Well, the I just mean a marathon no, in general. No, it's not. Just, yeah, running that Yeah. Long. Yeah, no. I, I just didn't know. Life. I've never even heard of the Chicago.
0: You haven't? So, no. Really? I always hear about it. That's one Boston of the main, marathon. like, ones. It, it was
2: the world's largest in terms of people the, the year I did it. Oh, right. wow. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it was a wonderful experience, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, like yeah, dehydrating,
0: and falling over, <laughs> and almost dying. That was no, the best we trained, the, for, the training
2: was way worse,
0: okay.
1: yeah.
2: But we trained and trained seriously for months. And, Who's uh, we? Uh, a friend of mine from church, okay, yeah. And uh, man, it was a beautiful, it was a cool but sunny day, mm. so you know, I sweat a lot, so I wasn't sweating buckets because it was cool, but it was sunny and uh, sun bouncing off of those. You know, the windows of the yeah. buildings down there. It was a wonderful experience, and it'll never be that good again. <laughs>
0: that was one and done. And yeah,
2: and uh I don't even like to do things that feel good for three and a half hours, much less run, you know. So yeah. I did it.
0: You did it. That's just
2: something about me, you know. I'll, I'll get an idea in my head, mm-hmm. and I wonder what it'd be like to shoot an elk with two sticks and a string. All right, I'm going yes. for it, you know.
0: Yes. So you did it.
2: Yeah. I have not got that one. I have not got an elk with my bow.
0: Okay. Yeah. That would be hard.
2: I've got two antelope with a bow.
0: Yeah. 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 Are antelope easier than the other elk?
2: Mmm. It might be.
0: Really? Why there's they like rare. run slower? There's more, or... no, there's
1: more antelope to uh, shoot at. Yeah. So if you miss, you probably get another chance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: it's usually the
1: case with the antelope. Well, you, well,
2: you can gotcha. water hole antelope yeah. easier than out.
0: Okay. Yeah. I have no idea what that means, but, but well, they come
1: to drink. Then you shoot them while they're drinking. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Poor things. They were just thirsty, dehydrated. Yeah, well, they well, just hungry, not they, the <laughs> they weren't thirsty anymore. They were. You solved the problem. Yeah, you did. <laughs> That's right. You never right. have
1: to come to the water hole again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Richie Ulri, Ricardo, what is your favorite exercise to put your classes through that isn't DECA?
2: My favorite exercise, of course, is burpees. <laughs> yes,
0: Are you burpees. Kiddies. Woo, burpees winning it Burpee it out. Yeah, Are you
1: seriously like those things? I tell Rayanne They're all the time. The... If you put a burpee in, there, I ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah, nope.
0: They exercise. It. It's like everything though. Like it's like one of the one like moves that you can do the it most. Gets almost yeah. your whole. B-
2: and if you have you know a sandbag or a ram in the case of deca, and you're doing that. Pull motion overhead. Yeah. Now it really that... does get pretty much every ah. motion your body does because you've got now you've got the horizontal pull yep. and the vertical push, mm. and you know when you're in the push-up position, there's your horizontal push. Yeah, it's a total body exercise. So
0: you do a lot of burpees in your classes. Oh
2: yeah, and we have this thing <laughs> at Journey. Where anytime we say burpee, everybody's supposed to cheer, you know. And, and, That's
0: amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And if
2: people don't cheer, I'll say, now, wait, guys. Then they have we to do We can't burpees. hurt the burpees feelings.
1: <laughs> Jesus, I would be booing my butt off. Okay? <laughs> I don't care if you tell me to cheer and I'd be like, boo. Uh. <laughs>
0: so, also, he wants to know, what are you doing to convince Mike to do the next DECA? <laughs> you know,
2: I haven't tried. Uh,
0: Here's your chance.
2: You know, I, if I would say anything, it would be I'd, I'd do it with you as a partner. If you want to do the strong together, and I'll do I'll do whatever. There Are there burpees involved? I'll do the burpees.
0: Oh, see, there you go. You don't. There's even have ten. To do one. There's
2: ten stations, and we can split the stations. Yep. Or if you if there's a station you just don't want to do like burpees, yeah. I'll do those. Yeah.
0: You know, it's coming up so we'll in do July. It together.
2: It'll be fun. It's gonna be here.
0: You November don't even have to go July. anywhere right here okay it's happening okay (laughs) okay jesse (laughs) hey i think that's how i pronounce her name what is your greatest advice that you can give to direct your children towards a relationship with god and also she said i'm doing a great job thank you
2: you're doing a great job i'm doing a great job yes yes. you're doing a great job
0: thank you jesse because i messed up on his last name and i had to send it in and yeah
1: Listen. Yeah. Everybody thinks you're awesome. I don't even know why you would
0: ever think you're not doing a great job. Well, one one guy in particular, Satan, doesn't think. I you're mean, doing. I didn't make to, mean to make this deep or anything. It was supposed to be funny, but I thought you named some guy
1: Satan. No, no. no I was... I've like done that before. I've named people Satan. <laughs> I still call somebody Satan to this day. (laughs) Back to my words. Now you make me feel
0: awful. I know, (laughs) right?
1: (laughs) No, I literally mean Satan. My
2: worst fear was somehow this podcast was going to get me kicked out of the church. Never.
0: Well, you're still here right now. Never. Sorry. What was... It wasn't about me, okay? It was about you. But hold on, I forgot what the question was. It (laughs) was, oh, about your relationship, directing your children with relationship with God. That's what it was. So,
2: I, I wouldn't. My advice to someone else would be: don't give a lot of advice. If someone's not asking, don't don't answer a question no one's asking. Mm. I have a personal rule, even with my clients: if you stop listening, I stop talking. Mm. Right. So I would say, don't do a lot of talking to your kids. Just live it. I mean, I'm not saying don't talk to them. Like right. we do devotions together. Yeah. We pray together. I'm not saying, oh, they'll just catch it. Instruct your children in the ways of the Lord. But, you know, when you look at the Shema Deuteronomy 6, 4, and he's he's talking about, you know, love the Lord with your God, with all your heart, soul, mm-hmm. mind, and strength. And teach, you know, write it on your doorways. Uh, put it on your hand, you know, and teach your children when. When you're getting up, when you're sitting down, when you're in the
0: road—in
2: mm-hmm. other words, it's a lifestyle, right? And so you're you're living it together with them. Now, I'm not saying don't speak, like don't don't take it to oh you shouldn't say anything to your kids, right? But primarily you have to be around them, spending time with them, and they hear you know, you rely on God. Like when I was going through the divorce and it was this horrible gut-wrenching experience and they're going through it too, right? Yeah. But we're praying together, mm-hmm. right? We're all praying for it together and there, we're, we're getting through it together and calling out to God and we're not giving up on God together, you know? So that would be my, how I'd respond to that.
0: That's good advice. That's great advice. I know, I don't think people... Well, like families do that. I think they go to church and then leave and it's, they're completely different. So they're not getting that live in type of faith dependent, like parents on God. All right. Bree Sullivan. Does he have cool pigs? I want to hear all about them and how to get a couple.
2: (laughs) I have. Oh yeah. You want to talk
0: about the pigs? Wait, why did, how does Bree know that? I don't know.
1: I don't know how Brie knows about it How does Brie
0: know about Bree? Brie, how do you know about that? I didn't even write that in the questions. But yeah, she wants to know if you have any cool pigs, and she wants some. You want to talk about the pigs?
1: There you go. There's part of your yeah. pig inventory. What
0: is the pig inventory?
2: So I got, you know, when I I wasn't going to be in ministry anymore, mm-hmm. and I had to find something to do, and I wanted to be, still wanted to have time with my kids. It was super important. And so I found this job teaching in a private alternative school, like I mentioned earlier. And so I got a really cool nickname out of it. And, uh, but I didn't get much of a paycheck out of it. So I'm like, oh man, how can I supplement this? And I mean, the point of taking part of the point of taking the teaching job was to have the time with the kids in mm-hmm. the summers and on breaks and everything. Well, I didn't want to just go get another job. It was going to take me away from them. And yeah. Defeated the point. But okay, I found this foreclosed house with a couple of acres, and I'm like, okay, well, we can do a little something here. And I, I've, I've totally, as I'm looking to find a sow or whatever to to bring onto the property, I, I start seeing these advertisements for these certain rare breeds. They're called heritage breeds. They're older, before pork became, you know, uh, a commodity, and mm-hmm. and was, you know. Made about efficiency, and so these older heritage breeds. I started getting into those, and the the one that I really latched onto the most was called Red Wattle. They have this little wattle that comes down like off a of their chin. like it's a double <laughs> chin. It's a imagine a little cylinder, yeah, that hangs down like this from
0: a cat uh, from a pig.
2: Yeah, yeah, no known function, but they are tasty. <laughs> As all get out, I've had people tell me I've ruined bacon for them. Really? stuff. And they're very mild-mannered, great, you know, just great temperaments. Uh, and they're very hearty, great immune system. So I, I, they're a great pig.
0: So you have a bunch of them today?
2: I have a far less than I used to have.
0: How many do you have?
2: I have maybe like ten sows and a couple boars and a couple babies at the moment.
0: Well, Bree, oh, Bree, he has some babies for you. She would like some. There you go. So. Hook her up with them. <laughs> All right. Next question. Lisa Freeman. How long has he been in the area going to life church? What prompted his desire to go into ministry? What is his favorite verse when he is feeling down or discouraged? And I think that we a lot of them answered beside the their favorite verse, which is funny because we were just talking about that. I shared
2: it with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Romans 8:38, I remembered.
2: Thirty-two.
0: Oh my bad! Well, it was really <laughs> close, really, really close. No, that, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. Truth,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: So you know, I mean, it's just this beautiful promise that God, who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for all of us, how will He not, together with Him, give us all things? Mm-hmm. And you know, the argument that's being made there is from the greater to the lesser. You know, like if if I told my son, take the car to the shop. And once you get the oil change, you know, you're going to go back to school once you get the oil change or once you get new tires on it, you know, uh, have them fix the air conditioning, everything, you know. I don't care what it car, just get it all so you've got a great car going back to school, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he wouldn't call me from the shop like, um, Dad, by the way, the rearview mirror is busted. Is that going to be okay? No, Like, no, I'm not going to do the rearview mirror. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right? And that's the same argument Paul is making. Like, if God is going to hold anything from us, it would be his son. And if he's not going to hold that back for us, what would he withhold from us that's for our good? And I've had to really cling to that in some really dark times. Mm. Yeah.
1: Mm. Cool. Romans 8.32. Romans yeah. 8.32.
0: Okay. All right. Karen Bennett. If Spanish is one of his languages, are you plugged into the Hispanic community in Huntington? Have you ever dreamed of ways to reach out to speaking with their— Wait, hold on. Have you ever dreamed of ways to reach out— to our Spanish-speaking neighbors with the gospel. Yes, I have. You are in the Spanish community. I didn't even know there was a Spanish I, community. I'm not
2: involved. So I live in Columbia City. Right. So I'm not involved in the Spanish. There's not much of one there. Very, very small there. But I'm not involved here. But the answer <laughs> to the last question of have I dreamed of that? Yes. Really? Dream dreamed and... This trust God, but you know, it's funny where He
1: has me.
0: Weren't we on a podcast like a few 50 maybe back? It, we were talking about a Spanish ministry here.
1: So, from the beginning, after I because I did a lot of mission work before I ever came to mm-hmm. you know being a pastor, So right. My dream always was that we would allow somebody who could speak Spanish use our church and all of our resources and start a Spanish speaking church. And we just mm-hmm. we never we never found anybody yeah, you know that could do it. And because again we have a lot of Spanish speaking people that work for us. Yeah. You know, and so that's you know doing ministry with them. And a lot of them I mean they travel back to like Logansport or other places where there's Spanish speaking churches. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know. And so I mean, I don't know if there's one in Huntington or not, but I don't think that there is. You what, know, a Spanish-speaking, Spanish-speaking
0: church? I don't think so. You know? No, because that was Alex that we were talking to because she been, speaks but Spanish. But I've always
1: said, you know, back to our dream of just saying, like, the church can be used in multiple different ways, and we feel like that's a great way. If somebody had the dream, we have all the resources. Mm-hmm. You know, we get done with the service, do a service, you know, and we can help and serve in that way, but yeah, we've just never had that person. Yeah,
0: well, there yeah. you go. Barking something in (laughs) you. And then she says, well, College Park used to host indoor soccer and Spanish Bible studies, but the Spanish language church never took off. Do you have any recommendations of how the body of Christ can reach out to this group in our midst?
2: Of how to reach out?
0: Yeah. That's a good question. Where would you even find the Spanish-speaking community at? Like when I say... When she said the Spanish community, you said yes, there is one.
1: In hunting, yeah. He said he didn't know. He said, there's oh, not I thought you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um,
2: well, I mean, she she made a very smart observation that if there's people involved in a, a soccer club, that would be a great
0: mm-hmm.
2: a great place to start. Um, you know, it's really really interesting when god puts something like that on on your heart on this person's heart um so god is up to something Mm -hmm. right and you start praying and asking god about it and just see what he puts in front of you i i don't tend to be one that's like okay we've got to go like gather 50 people and go to the soccer field on this night you know i'm not I'm not saying you can't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that my approach would be to start to pray and see what God puts in front of you and just take those next, do the next right thing,
1: you know?
0: Yep. All right. Those were the end of our questions. Yeah.
1: And again, so before we end, because obviously we didn't get to a lot and we even were at an hour already. I know. Anything, Ricardo, for you that seriously, from a words of wisdom standpoint, that you'd want to give our listeners? Any thoughts before we end up? You know, yeah, okay. actually,
2: um, we didn't even really talk about my life after being a missionary and coming right. home and, and, but I thought you might ask me like wh- why I love life church or any <laughs> of that. And, <laughs> no, we're uh, getting uh, deep. So, but, um, that is deep yeah. for me because, you know, when you're, f- um, former full-time Whatever missionary pastor you know, and then you're kind of a washout, mm-hmm. a you washout. know, right? <laughs> Funny way to put it. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean I, that's is just that a how nickname? No, I'm just saying that's that's how I felt. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, and um, to it's tough. It's tough to fit in, right? You and I talked about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you go into a church and there's that dynamic that's that's weird. And uh-huh. then when you're a single man at my age in a church, it's super weird too. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, I really? mean if you're a single in whatever 20 something, you know, there's probably like a group of other people, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but when you're a single man my age, you know, like even just like when I first was getting divorced and I'd try to go to a men's bible study, and of course, rightfully so. The men want to talk about their wives and, you know, all I want to do is cry because I don't have one, you know, and, um, you know, it's just a, it's a really strange spot to be in. And I was just terrified, uh, you know, coming into church and, and being judged and looked down on. And I had just come out of a really super weird experience, ended up here quite by accident, but, um, I just love the fact that I was accepted, even with my weird story. Like I came in today, not even nervous about telling my story because I, um, I didn't even really like when Taylor first kind of approached me and you know was talking to me and started taking me to breakfast and stuff. I didn't want anybody to know, you know. I don't want right uh, the stigma or whatever. And so anyway, the words of it, all of that to say to answer this question because this is. Uh,
0: Words of advice.
2: Well, it was a speed round.
0: Yes, so, it was a rapid, speed round. Rapid, rapid fire. fire. <laughs> rapid fire.
2: So, you no, know, but all of that to say that, you know, um keep reaching out and, and keep showing love to people that, you know, maybe you're not sure what to do with. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, honestly, I I I would venture to say that uh, uh, people in most churches. If you came in where you were addicted mm-hmm. and I come in kind of washed out of ministry and divorced and everything, probably eight or nine uh, out of 10 people would have a paradigm in their mind what to do with the drug addict that wants to get clean. Yeah. But not so much with the guy that used to be a pastor and used to be like, what do we do with him? Yeah. Is this single? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you handle that?
1: What do Mm -hmm. we do with it? You know
2: what I mean? Because, you know, it's not like they say, oh, come on over. Let's have dinner after church. You know, like, you know, that's something you do with couples, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm. And so when you're, so just keep reaching out and doing a great job of loving on and accepting people because it means, it means a lot.
0: Hmm.
2: There you go. Mm. Good
1: advice. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, We didn't
0: reach like any or get to any of your story.
1: That's why I said. We're What's the weird part?
0: I need to know the weird part. Huh? You were saying the weird part of how you ended up here.
1: Oh, yeah. I, was, we'll I, need, just, I just
0: need to know. We would have to have you back on then.
1: All right. Yeah. <laughs> he could be kind of like a reoccurring because he has <laughs> lots.
0: Really? Oh, my gosh. That's a so crazy
1: stories. Every time I sit with him, I'm like, you get a new nugget of wisdom. Okay. Yeah. Wise man. Very wise man. Thank you. Yeah. So I that's I love sitting down, listening, hearing stories. Yeah, it's got that old soul. Yeah. That's what's tell, cool yeah. about. Recording. I really,
2: really appreciate the fact that you, with the, how many ever hundreds of people go here, take time for me every month. <laughs> I'm serious. It means a lot to
1: me. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome.
1: But I love again for me that old soul. I mean, even just the the stuff of like. When he's talking about how he processes his kids, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. "What's wrong with me? What, <laughs> what, what happened in me that got lost in the whole uh, like?" Because it is so cool to like take time, think, reflect, yeah, put yeah. some actual thought into that kind of stuff. And I'm like, "Yeah, this is like <laughs> this is why we love Ricardo." <laughs> okay, give us the number, Jenny. Yes
0: the number because if you want to be on our texting group and you aren't so text the number podcast or no you text the word podcast (laughs) (laughs) but it is on number sort of kind of but anyways text podcast to 260-408-8383 and that puts you in our texting group and I send out text messages each week and I let you know who the guest is going to be on it and give you a brief bio and we want you to ask questions back and or throughout the week if you know somebody if you want to be on the podcast or have questions, comments, whatever we want to hear from you.
1: Yeah. And again, don't forget. So when Jenny puts this out tomorrow, next day, whenever it comes out, like, share, comment. Yeah. That's one way that you can help us get this word out. Also, you know, the other reason, and I don't know if we usually say this, but uh when one of the reasons we're doing the podcast is because the church is growing and yeah. it's hard to get to know people. So yeah. one of the problems of a Growing church is awesome. But at the same time, you have to grow larger and smaller. Yeah. You know, and so if you're watching and or listening, take an opportunity to see Ricardo. He comes to the second service. Usually him and his kids are always helping put up chairs. Yeah. yeah. So if you hang out for a little <laughs> yeah. bit after church, you're gonna be able to see him, be able to talk to him. But again, that's the other part of it, you know, mm-hmm. for people to get to know people. Yeah. Um, so it'd be a great opportunity for that. So again, Ricardo, thank you. Pleasure. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you guys next week.
0: Bye.